Welcome to the Blackburn Boss Podcast, where we talk about all the things you wish you were told when you started your business. I'm your host, Audrey Blackburn, owner of Blackburn Consulting, where I work with women-led small businesses and nonprofits to move them from a place of scarcity to one of abundance. Want to help us grow this podcast? Then help us out by leaving us a review on iTunes. Today on the podcast, we're going to talk about being your own damn hero. So quite a while back, I wrote a blog post titled, Be Your Own Hero. And it was something that was close to my heart because I have people that are constantly telling me in my life, oh girl, you're so strong. I can't be strong like you. I wish I was strong like you. I wish I had your confidence. I wish I had just fill in the blank, whatever it is. And it's always bothered me. Some people would find it flattering, but frankly, I don't. And the reason I don't is because usually when people say this, they're telling me an excuse why they can't do something that they need to do in their own life. And so they're coming up with excuses as to I need to do such and such, or I want to do this, but I'm not strong enough, or I'm not confident enough, or I'm not whatever. But those are just simply that. They're excuses. So I wanted to share with you today four things that I have found that are huge if you're going to be your own hero, and four things that you have to do if you're going to be your own hero. And the number one thing is you have to speak up for yourself. And I don't mean being so bold and brazen and just out there, which let's face it, that's me. (laughs) And I'm very comfortable in being that way. But I wasn't always comfortable. When I was younger, I just knew that's how I was. And I was constantly criticized for speaking my truth and being bold, and being the one that would call people out on their shit. And I always was criticized for that. But when I got older, I realized I was simply speaking up for myself. I had made an agreement with myself when I was 12 years old that I would never again let someone speak for me. And never again would I allow someone to subject me to something that I didn't want. And if I couldn't speak up for myself, then others would walk all over me, as they did when I was younger. You see, when I was very young, I was extremely shy and a very sensitive child. Now, most of you that know me that's listening to this think, there's no way in hell you were shy. But I was. I was extremely shy, extremely sensitive, and I cried a lot as a child. But something happened in my teenage years that flipped a switch in me that made me say, no more. I'm I'm not listening to you anymore. I'm not listening to what you tell me I have to do, and I'm not being bossed around. And Of course, in my teenage years and in my early 20s, I took it really in the wrong direction. I was very loud. I was very brazen and bold because I had this newfound freedom of speaking up for myself and doing what was best for me. 
And I was frequently labeled a rebellious one, whether it be by my parents or friends or acquaintances or whoever. But now as an adult, I see that, yeah, I might have been a little out there because, like I said, I was feeling my oats and feeling good about having this newfound freedom to speak up for myself. But there was a lot of good in what I was doing. And in that, I was making sure that I was heard. And that's all we want in this life is to be heard, to know that we matter and that people hear what we have to say and that we do speak our truth. So that was a lesson that I learned very young and I still practice it today. I just have a much greater filter (laughs) on what I say. Some people would say I don't have a filter, but believe me, I do. Um, The other thing that was so important that I wish I had known when I was younger is that you've got to be your own cheerleader. There's no one that's going to come around that's going to be there your whole life and be your cheerleader. Yeah, we have people who support us. My husband, he's, he's a great cheerleader of me, and he's my biggest supporter. But he's not always there, especially in my head. And I say that because a lot of times the one that we have to be the biggest cheerleader for is our own selves because our own mind tells us stuff that's not nice. We say things to ourselves that we would never say to a friend. We say things to ourselves like, you can't do that. You're too stupid or you're too fat or you're, you're too ugly or, or you're too old. I mean, go down the laundry list. I've said it to myself. I'm sure you've said it to yourself. You've stopped yourself and made excuses why you can't do things. And you've talked really negatively and frankly, downright nasty. I mean, I'll be honest. I've talked nastier to myself than I ever would to anyone, even my greatest enemy. So I've learned over the years that, you know, I've got to be my own cheerleader. And if I'm busy cheerleading myself and pumping myself up, then it's kind of hard for that negative talk to go on in my head. Because the minute it comes up, I'm going to give it all the reasons it's wrong. And that has made a huge difference for me. Just loving me and being okay with who I am. Like I said, when I was younger, I used to feel so beat up on because of the fact that I was one who spoke the truth. I was the one who stood up for the underdog. And if someone was being mistreated or done wrong, I felt it was my duty to say something. And I'm still like that. And I don't feel bad about it anymore. I don't feel guilty. I don't feel like I need to hide myself and play smaller because you simply can't handle me. That's okay. That's not really my issue. That's yours. And I also found that me simply being the way I am and being me triggers people sometimes. And the people it tends to trigger are those that are uncomfortable with others speaking their truth or they're uncomfortable with other people speaking up when something's wrong. They think that you should be quiet and just proper and do everything correct. There is no correct in this world. And so I've just honestly stopped apologizing for being me. 
And that is probably how I've become my biggest cheerleader. I've just stopped apologizing. I've stopped feeling bad about being the person that I am. So the third thing that I have found is that you cannot be afraid to say no to things or to set boundaries. I mean, let's face it, this one's huge. I could do a whole podcast or probably several podcasts just on saying no and setting boundaries. And this is a constant work in progress for me. And I don't care who you are. I think it is for everyone. I tend not to have issues with setting boundaries. I wasn't always that way. And I can set boundaries, and I do constantly, but I don't always enforce them. And that's the other part to that. If you're going to say no, or you're going to set boundaries that people are not supposed to be breaking, right, then you have to enforce them. And sometimes that's hard, especially if it's family or close friends. Boundaries are not in place to hurt people. They're not in place to be mean. They're in place because they're the things that we say, you know what, this is the line I don't want you to cross. This is the place where this time's reserved for me, or I need to set these boundaries if I'm going to get this work done. I mean, I think about a great boundary is being interrupted when I'm working on an important project. Well, my daughter is notorious about this, and so is my husband. They love to come in here and talk to me. I mean, I do work from home, so it's real easy just to walk in my office and start talking. But I have to enforce the boundaries that, hey, guys, I'm working on an important project. Unless this is major, like, I'll take a break later and come talk to you, but I don't need the disruptions. It was hard, and it still is hard to enforce that with my daughter because I'm mom And I want to always be available for her. But at the same time, I have to remember, I am teaching her about boundaries. And I'm teaching her how to set them and also how to respect other people's boundaries. You can't ever have boundaries if you don't respect them yourself, right? So if you're going to constantly allow other people to break your boundaries, then you're teaching them not to respect what you've set into place. And the last one that I'll tell you, and this one's going (laughs) to probably be, excuse me, a little controversial, is calling yourself on your own BS. I mean, let's face it, my bullshit meter for everybody else is it's on red alert all the time. I My husband laughs all the time because I can call bullshit in a minute. When somebody's talking and I can hear a lie or an excuse, I, I'll just tell him I'm like, that's bullshit. And he just laughs because he knows it's true. But it's a little harder sometimes when you're calling bullshit on yourself. I mean, we don't always see where we're the problem, Right. And I know for me, this is a constant thing that I examine. Where am I blocking my own progress? Where am I not being my own hero because I, you know, maybe it's a limiting belief, something I think I'm not enough or I'm not safe in doing this. I'm not safe in sharing this. Or maybe I've stepped out of line with my integrity, right? Um, whatever it may be, 
we have to be willing to examine it and call BS on it. Because if we're not willing to do that with ourselves, then how do we expect it from anyone else? I mean, how do we expect other people to be okay when we're calling them out if we can't call our own selves out on our own stuff? All of these things are really huge in being your own hero. I mean, like I said, if you can't speak up for yourself, you can't be your own cheerleader, you're afraid to say no or set boundaries, and you won't even examine your own crap, then how are you going to be your own hero? My suggestion to you today is take some time and sit with this. Write down on a piece of paper where you don't speak up for yourself and where you could change that and be different. Write down ways that you could be your own cheerleader. That one might take a little more thought because it's hard sometimes to to cheer ourselves on. It's a whole lot easier to cheer for our friends. At least it is for me. And pick at least one boundary that you need to set, or maybe you've set it, but you haven't enforced it, that would make life better. Or one place that you need to say no. I see friends of mine, they're running all over town with their kids. They're running themselves ragged. And they're like, oh, but I do it for the kids. And my question always is, are you happy? Is this really making you happy? If it is, that's wonderful. Keep doing it. But if it's not, your children are learning from you that it's better to run yourself ragged for other people than it is to take care of yourself and be all you can for them. They're learning that busy is exactly what we need to be. And that's not true. We all know that. Busy is a bad thing. It's not a good thing. And so... What are we teaching when we don't set boundaries and we don't say no? And then the last one I want you to do is write down where you can call BS on yourself. Maybe you procrastinate. I am a huge procrastinator at times. Or maybe you've been telling yourself excuses why you can't do something that you know you can do. You're just scared. Being scared is okay. But we have to push past that. So take some time, sit with this, journal on it, and come back and let me know what you've changed. I want to hear. I want to hear where you've changed, where you've done something that scared the absolute shit out of you. I'm going to tell you, (laughs) I started that when I started my business. I started doing things that scared the shit out of me. I'll never forget getting up in front of someone and doing public speaking for the first time. I remember that my <laughs> my voice cracked. I was breathing heavy. I remember I rushed through this 10-minute presentation, scared to death. And I'm sure everyone in the room was like, oh, wow, that was excruciating. But you know what? I had to do it because if I didn't do it, I never would. And now I can stand up in front of a room. I can get on this podcast, which scares some people to death, and I can talk. And I no longer worry about what you think about me or anyone else thinks about me. I'm sharing me 
from an authentic place. I'm in my own integrity. So whatever I say and whatever I do, as long as it's in my integrity, that I'm in in alignment with me. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I can't control how it's received. But I do know that once upon a time, these types of things scared me to death. Being authentic, being a person in a business instead of just being completely professional as I had been taught to do and doing things a certain way because that's how business was done, it scared me to death. But now I know that business is no different than the rest of life. It's just a relationship. And relationships take work and they take care and they take being authentic and living in integrity. And they have to take vulnerability too. You have to be vulnerable if you're going to be in a relationship with someone. So now I've just embraced this and I've went with it. Some days it's a little easier than others. But take some time, journal this, come back and let me know. Hope you guys have a lovely week. Thank you for listening to the Blackburn Boss Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Come on over and join us over on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Blackburn Consulting NC. Or if you're on Instagram, you can look us up. Our Instagram username is Blackburn Boss. Hope you have a wonderful day, guys, and come back soon.